Welcome to Voices from the Bench, a dental laboratory podcast. Send us an email at info at voicesfromthebench.com or look for us on Facebook at Voices from the Bench. Greetings and welcome to Voices from the Bench, a la Clearwater, Florida. This is Barbara Wojan. A la Indiana. This is Elvis. <laughs> or it's Chicago. I thought it was in uh, Illinois. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just messing this with This joke Dior. of yours go. is really not funny anymore. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's how I feel now. All right. Let's go. I love that intro. We're going to stick with it. Oh, really? Okay. All right. <laughs> so we are wrapping up the conversations we had at the DLAT conference that we got back in April in Texas. I know we've said it before, but this is a really great association, and they put on a great meeting. We're already excited to go back next year and meet even more fantastic Texans. And thank you guys for sponsoring us, y'all. We appreciate it. So this week, we have a threefer. We start off with a registered assistant. Her name is Sarah Mathis. She is at Deuce Dental Laboratory, who is owned by a podcast friend of ours, Richard Wills, who was on the podcast way back in episode 16 and 17. Which is like literally a year ago, just saying. 16 and 17, we weren't as good as we are now, I'm hoping. <laughs> I hope we're good now. Better than 16 and 17, anyways. If we aren't, we're wasting our time. <laughs> Sarah talks about why she switched to laboratory work, how her experience chairside has helped her be a better technician, in the woes of the trouble patient. In the woes of the trouble patient that she probably wanted to get the heck away from and go into dental technology, which is so much more fun and gratifying. Not a negative to a, an assistant. No, but, but the troubled patients that the office have, they seem to become the troubled patients of the dental laboratory too. Yep, no doubt. We then talk with Donna Smith, CDT from Dental Ceramics by Design, located in Denton, Texas. Donna talks about how her fear of blood led her to a lifelong, passionate career. She also gives us her own positive outlook on why she enjoys working with zirconia. We then wrap up the whole DLAT conference talking about the dreaded word, uh, insurance. Scott Rooley from the Seabright Agency, stops by to talk about why everyone walks by his booth. <laughs> True, though, but everybody should stop by it. I'm not laughing at him. I'm laughing at the fact that that's, we don't know how important what he brings to our industry is. We all work very hard in our labs and would hate to lose it because of something we didn't prepare for. So he talks a lot about the professional liability insurance, which you all need to listen to, which is getting more and more popular as dental technicians are getting more and more chairside. Not only is it an insurance agency, but it's one that understands and specializes in our industry. Check it out. It's a great interview. All right, everybody. Join us as we talk to Sarah, Donna, and Scott. Let's talk about the Dental Laboratory Association of Texas, celebrating its 75th year serving the dental labs in Texas and surrounding states. They would also like to say a howdy to all the CDTs out there listening to this podcast in this month of June. It's CDT and Dental Laboratory Technician Month, so we would like to thank you guys as well. Y'all make the dental laboratory industry 
awesome. We'd also like to thank all of their members, attendees, exhibitors, and speakers that made their conference back in April a very awesome, huge success. Elvis and I were there, and we cannot say what a wonderful, amazing conference it was. They had a 20% increase, which doesn't surprise me at all in attendance over last year. They would also like to thank us, the Voices from the Bench, for coming to their conference, and we would like to thank them as well, and showcasing the great members that we have in our industry. They look forward to all of the interviews that came out of their conference, and a heads up, Voices from the Bench will be back at the 2020 DLAT Southwest Conference, and that is March 26th through 29th. I'm from Florida, so we'll see y'all in Texas next year. Keep up with all the news, updates, and even a map of their amazing laboratory members over at, write this down, listen to it, and don't forget it, DLAT.org. Check it out. Voices from the Bench. The Interview. So here we are in Texas once again. DLAT meeting. So it's the DLAT meeting, which Elvis has corrected me. So we're here with Sarah Mathis. How are you? I'm good. Got so, dragged into this by you. I know you did. <laughs> <laughs> so when people come by, I'm like, wow, she's pretty. What is she doing? And, uh, Sarah came over and told us um, what she does, which I'll let her do, which I know you guys are going to find extremely interesting because um, we're actually looking for people like you because I think you're amazing. So tell us uh, a little bit about how you got into the industry. Okay, she's taking pictures of me. Oh, um, nice. sorry, her my daughter. My daughter here. is here. You're and not here. We're live, and her daughter's here taking pictures of her. Yes. So. No uh, pressure. No pressure at all. <laughs> no. Um, I've been. I started assisting in 2000. Okay. Um, worked for orthodontist, um, pediatric dentist, and mostly general dentistry. And I met Richard Wills. I don't know. Eleven. He's the owner of the lab. He's the owner yeah. of this lab in, so in Wichita Dental? Falls. Induced dental. Yeah. Okay. Um, probably 10 12 years ago and while you were working at an office yeah because you know we the assistants we, we have to we have to work yep. with y'all mm-hmm. and so we've always been friends and then when it was time to leave the dental stuff i wanted to go over where i have more flexibility yeah, especially because i have absolutely. two kids this one's in high school and yeah. you know you can't really take off when you have patients no, to go to their stuff that starts at five o'clock. True. So you know, it works out better for my schedule and all that. And I kind of like. So he stole you, eh? He kind of stole me. Yeah, he kind of <laughs> did, but not not really. Does but he still have that account you came from? Or yes, did he we piss do. Him off? Oh, good. No. Oh, that's good. That's a good thing. And that's I, even a lot. We still <laughs> use that dentist. Those are those are our people. They still take care of both my kids and us. Aww, and that's cool. So, so how do you transition from assistant to, and what do you do in the laboratory? In so the, I am, I do all the finishing. Okay. So I do all that. I do the repairs and relines. Yeah. Okay. All removable wow. stuff, which awesome. I've done before because, you know, patients would come in and I'd adjust where it's bothering them. So, yeah. you know, and that's kind of what Richard wanted was somebody that had been there before and knows the patient side because that it it really is knowing the difference like you're saying that you want to hire more assistants it really is a good thing because you've seen it I've been in the mouth I know the side I know what the patient's like or what they don't like and 
and all that kind of stuff. So it works hand in hand pretty well. I was telling you uh, in Tampa at Night Dental, we're actually looking to hire assistants, some to communicate with doctors and then some to work on the work because you know how to communicate with patients. You know how to deal with doctors. You know how to answer questions Mm -hmm. and you understand RXs. And so you have all of that background. So it's a perfect fit for us. It is. When you told me that's what you were doing, I was like, well, here we go. Yeah. So anybody out there listening, you know, if you're an assistant, apply at night dental. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be good. Yeah. See if you get one We're off of this podcast. Yeah. That would be cool. That's it would what be. I said. So, yeah. so uh, do you think you'll ever go back? Or are you so in love with our industry that you would never, <laughs> ever think of leaving? I like my flexibility more being in the lab. Yeah. Um, I I also do like art stuff and things like that. So I like to be creative. And you really get to do that sitting at the bench sure. and doing stuff, you know, the way you shape things and and do all that. So I miss some of my patients, but there's a lot I don't miss. No, I can imagine. Yeah, because some yeah. of them are, ooh. Those are the ones we mess up cases on and that complain. And Always. Complain. It's always that one. Or friends. It's always that one. Or friends. Friends. <laughs> friends and family cases get messed up the most. I was in a, um, I seated a case. I, I go into the operatories for one account. I seated or helped or tried to seat a 12-unit case on Tuesday. I went over there at 8, and I was I left at 2, fired it eight times, and she still wasn't happy. Oh. I told the doctor, I'm never going to go through that again. So you have those patients that you just, they drain you. Mm-hmm. This young lady drained me, and I said, I can't. It's because they do don't it know anymore. what they want. Yeah. And what they see doesn't fit their mouth emotionally or mentally yeah. there's issues there and she's sitting there with and I was just like oh my god so I I get it dealing yeah. with people's tough it is and there's certain patients that you're no matter what you do you're not going to make them happy mm-hmm. just never they're just miserable people people yep and they're looking to look like a movie star and they're not a movie star <laughs> exactly. trying to explain teeth are not going to fix that no teeth aren't going to make you yeah. yeah that third eye will still be there yeah it will be mold <laughs> <laughs> So you must have a lot of experience seating removables and dentures. Lots. So as you finish, it must be in your mind where it needs to be thin, mm-hmm. where the th- they always complain. Yes. So, I mean, do you get a lot of remakes Do you have to do? I mean, do they come back with a lot of adjustments? or No, not so that I know of. Yeah. No. I mean, from, you know, the ones that, that tell me, and because I've worked in a couple offices in town, They'll they'll text me and and let me know which is which is great you know to hear back you want to hear the good too besides oh, yeah. the uh, yeah. bad I want to know how yeah. did it fit was it okay yeah. did you have to do this because then that also helps you know how to adjust it for next time sure yeah. sure you know but also you've got different patients so you don't know if this one we have a problem with our removable technicians making things too thick too thick yeah because so yeah but they always are worried about it breaking. So they go with thickness, and then you get it in the mouth. And if they don't have any experience with a patient, they don't understand what that feels like. And our owner actually made them flippers to wear. Oh, that's a good to idea. feel how thick they were making the palate. And oh, they got thin for a while. Are you serious? Yeah. Smart. Just a palatal kind of thing to wear to get that feeling of how thick that is in your mouth. Because you don't, if you don't have experience wow. seating it, you don't understand how much that hampers you. Having so that I just learned something palette. from you. That's pretty smart. Yeah. Pretty I rare, like too, isn't it? Yeah, it's pretty rare. <laughs> but, I mean, it is to know. I mean, you put something foreign, and it's, like, huge in your mouth. Yeah. We've and talked about on the podcast before how, you know, we're replacing a body part. Yep. And we toss these in people's mouth and say, goodbye, have a good day. And they have to relearn how to talk, relearn how to eat, how to function. S. You know, yeah. Yes. You know, if, if, 
if someone loses a leg and you replace it, there's months of therapy to get yeah. used to. But with dentures, you're out the door and you say good luck. Yeah. And, That's a really uh, good point. I, think I never thought about it Technicians, I think, can start to a point where they can understand that more. We can make a better appliance yeah. for them. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, and uh, there's certain doctors that do tell them it's going to take a while because yeah. there's others that go, the patient thinks that they're going to get it and they're going to go eat a steak that night. Especially oh, yeah. Especially like with an all on floor oh. or something like that. And it's like, or they'll never need dental again. I'm done with it for the rest of my life. Like, and you're no. like, no, you're not. I Take all my teeth out. It'll be easier. No, it's not. It yeah. really sucks. I see those ads <laughs> yeah. on TV and I'm just like, you have no idea what they went through to get that smile. No. no idea. But it happened in a day. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Nothing uh, good happens in a day. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing in our business. No. no. Do you guys do Maybe any hybrids? Fixed yeah. hybrids? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, we do. Do you ever do chairside delivery? We Are you still licensed? I am still licensed. Oh, and I keep mine up. Yeah, just because like job. you know we, Can you do can does that carry over mm-hmm. while you're at the lab to do it chairside? Is mm-hmm. that I can still yeah. Interesting. I'd be under a doctor. Yeah. So yeah. As long as he's okay with me coming in, then I can do it. Like Interesting. I, I did, a, that'd be another benefit. For it you, is, for the owner and of that's your laboratory. What Richard Smart wanted, man. you know, yeah. it was somebody that could go over there and do it because he can't touch the patient, yeah. but I can. Yeah, for certain things, you know. Wow. So interesting. Um, so but there we, you go. I had a fix one time, us. and the doctor couldn't get it back in, and I'm like, why can't he get it back in? It went right back together. Everything was fine, and I go. To his office, which he was apprehensive anyways, because he's one of those that's not Sweat too banders. sure, <laughs> you know, about having somebody new. He really wanted Richard to come, but Richard couldn't. So I went, and I went in, and I said, well, can I look? So I went in and looked, and I said, right there's your problem. There was a little hang-up behind number eight where it was cracked, mm. and that he needed to just adjust a little bit because it, that's where the overhang went. Yeah. But, of yeah. course, if you just send me an appliance, I don't know where your teeth are and yep. all that. So yep. going there and being able to look and go, that's what it was. And so, so I earned his trust now. You, I, just I know. I just going there next time. <laughs> yeah. I earned his trust. And, and that's, I think that's a good thing that's too for experience comes lab, in. you know, yep. to know. Awesome. Yeah. Have you ever thought about being a denturist? No. No. Where you heard did about you pull it? that from? I know. Wow. What are you talking about? This is, I know they were on our podcast. That's where you a, came that it's, from. It's not legal in every state, but, it's someone that only makes removable, but they're also the they doctor. They can go into the mouth. Kind of, yeah. 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 It's weird, yeah. They can do all the impressions, yeah. all the everything, yeah. I think it's a great thing. I think They can do that in Oregon, I think, and then in Maine. Maine. Is it Maine? A couple other states. Yeah. We had them on our podcast. It's yeah. a really interesting skill also. I'm sure Richard will kill me for saying that and asking <laughs> that. He yeah, would probably send me to school to do that. There He's you trying. Go. He, he, I tell him I'm going to quit every day, but... <laughs> I'm still here. You gotta keep him on his toes. I do. I can't let him get comfortable yeah. at all. Uh, you know, I've known I him like for so the way long. You think. I'm not, you know, smart woman. You gotta have fun. Yep. So, but I'm I enjoy it. To quit every day. <laughs> at least like every day. At least every day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's no. Or I asked to be fired. Uh, <laughs> just fire me. Just fire me. And he he goes. You can be fired on Friday please. and come back on Monday. There you go. I got to meet him. Is he here? Yeah, yeah, okay. he's here. Got to meet him. Yeah, yeah. He sounds like he uh, puts up with a lot, and that's good. He's on the board. Like he's that. the vice president. Good for you. Yeah, that's cool. So he's he's a cool guy. Yeah, sounds like it. Yeah. Well, thank you for yeah, coming thank on our you podcast. So much. Yeah, it was fun. Appreciate it. I love the fact that you went from one career to another, and you really sound like you enjoy it. So I do. And it, but it's neat to see the all around because that's yeah. the other thing is the assistants don't know how it's made. Yep. You, you know, I, I I get a wax rim. I'm like, what the hell do you do with this? You know, and mm. how do you, 
set the teeth on there. And I think that's also something that should be done is having assistants come on their days. You know, yeah. most of them have Fridays yeah. off. Yeah. Have them come over and see what you do mm-hmm. and look and go, look, we set this in wax and we do this and this is how we put it on there. Because I think the more they understand the more they can do in the mouth. The more as they well. can do in the or mouth the more as well. They can Absolutely. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Because Absolutely. being in the lab, like I tell Richard, your assistant is your buddy. Yeah. Not the doctor. Yep. Because the assistant is your buffer between the front desk and the back. You just want to make sure they're happy at all times because they're the ones that are going to push for which lab they use and So you're saying usually it's the assistants that make that decision. Absolutely. It's always the assistants. I, I agree mm. with you there. The doctor can't run Get without with us. Them. Well, yep. I understand that. They can't run without us. And like, you know, if something broke and it's gonna be late, tell the assistant. We'll keep him out of the know. Yeah. So you'll lie for us? Oh, absolutely. Nice. Absolutely. You want well, to make both of them. You also throw us under the bus. That's happened a few times where There is people that do that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I can't lie yeah. for, for the life of me. Yeah. If it, I messed it up, I'm like. I would just tell, own just it. tell the truth. You have to you own free. it. Yep. Because things happen. Yeah. And there's nothing you can do about it. But it's always that one patient that's going to get pissed off. They're going out of town. Absolutely. They're oh, they're always married. going out of town. Or out of the country. In the army. Their mother with no, cancer. Yeah. Oh, I mean, God. that's. Yeah. <laughs> I've known about this for five months, but I got to do it tomorrow because yeah. I'm leaving town. <laughs> can you make me a full. Attention yeah. before I leave town. Yep. Yeah. Nope. Not going to happen. We've all heard the same stories. Mm. It, it happens. just happen in Tampa. <laughs> no, it happens everywhere. It's the same patient. Yes. <laughs> it could be jumping around because everybody got around. tired of him. They just keep leaving. <laughs> all right. Well, I appreciate it. Thank no you problem. so much. It was fun. Great Thanks to meet you. Thanks, there. guys. So we had someone will come up to us at the DLAT meeting here. Donna Smith. Where, what city are you from again? I'm from Denton. Denton. Texas. Is that, is that close to here? It's about uh, 40 miles 40 north. miles. Mm-hmm. All right, that's a nice nice little drive to get in here. But Donna came up to us and said, what are you? Never heard of you. <laughs> and Barb, of course, convinced her to sit down. So, yes, I'm the one that recruits. And I said, hey, what do you do? Do you want to come sit with us? And she said, I'm not sure. And we said, well, you know, we just like to talk about the industry and how you got into it. And I think as soon as you throw that out, people are like, I would love to talk about how I got into it. So, yeah, how did you get into doing what you do? Well, I was actually interested um, after spending many years with orthodontics. You know, I had lots of braces and all that for years. I thought it might be interesting to be a dental assistant, uh, that type of thing. Mm -hmm. Discovered, though, that if I see you bleed, (laughs) that I may pass out (laughs) or vomit. And so I figured as a career choice, that was bad. Probably not. (laughs) (laughs) How many times did that happen before you realized? "Eh, Not not such a good. Oh, actually, pretty much the first time. First first time, because it's like... I thought it sounded good, but see, every time I'd been in the dental chair, my eyes were closed. Yep. And my mouth was open. You couldn't see it. And yeah. so I wasn't seeing what was happening, or I was oblivious. And so once you see, and you think, oh, my gosh, I, yeah, I, no I can't do this. Yeah. This is awful. And then I had a, uh, I had gone to uh, Waco. Mm-hmm. There it used to be TSTI, and now it's TSTC. And just was going to look into some of the technologies there because I, I wanted some sort of a career. I wasn't on the college path. We'll just put it yeah, that same way. Same here. Same here. And so went there, discovered dental laboratory technology, mm-hmm. 
and thought, wow, oh my gosh, they'll pay you to make things. Because mm. I've always kind of piddled with yeah. stuff, yeah. you know, make That's stuff. That's just said. Yeah. yeah. And so it kind of, uh, wow, they'll pay you to do it. And, <laughs> Even uh, better. You know, nobody's bleeding in front of me. <laughs> I hope. Yeah. Now, I have since found that you can cut yourself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I put and many you, a disc You may bleed fingers. in front of me. Yes, yes, yes. Have you ever seen the fingers of a metal finisher? Oh, oh it's God. Not Oh, it's gosh. Not good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I hate to say this, but I have them too. But right now, I work on a lot of zirconia, and I used to do metal finishing too. Yep. And I have to take a Bar Parker and trim my calluses down, or they Ooh. crack, and then yes. they're painful. So because yeah. a zirconia gets hot too. It when does. You sit. Yes, it I does. know. So same you know. thing. So what's the bulk of what you do? So talk about your lab. What do you? Uh, well, we are Cranon Bridge. Uh-huh. We do a lot of zirconia, Emacs. We make a lot of abutments, mm-hmm. and so we we do a lot of that. And uh, uh, so we we layer lots of porcelain. Yeah. And my still. good friend standing right over here <laughs> layers lots of porcelain. Hi. And uh, so you know, it's that part is actually becoming a dying art. I know. And so I I do enjoy it. The one positive of doing zirconia, and people may argue with me about that. But you just don't have contamination coming up like you did through the metal. Yeah. So I don't ever, bubbles and during the glaze, have a bubble come up and go, <gasps> yep. you know, and want to cry. That just Interesting. I, I never even thought of it like that. Happen. Yeah. It happens and a lot with metal. It does. It does. And so that's like. That's uh, a nice positive. Yeah. I like it. It is. It is. I agree. I've always maintained that porcelain furnishes, per, furnaces in the glaze mm-hmm. should, when it comes down, have a drum roll. <laughs> <laughs> that way. It's is like, it or isn't it? Because you're not sure exactly what you're going to get. Yeah. But that's, uh, from my perspective, the, that's funny, the yeah. panic factor is much reduced. <laughs> Because of the zirconia. So does everything you do start digital? I noticed the name of your lab is Digital Ceramics by Design. We, so. we do uh, receive files from mm-hmm. two different doctors, and then the other ones we work for send us impressions. Okay. So even though it comes in as an impression, it will be scanned. The model or the impression? No, the, uh, the model will be poured. Yep. And then scanned. And then okay. scanned. And so we have uh, our own mill system. We actually have the in-lab. Oh, okay. Zirconia. So you have the MCXL, the big one? or No, I have the 5, MCX5. MCX5, yes. Yeah. That no, is the big one, yeah. No, no, I don't have that one. I have the MCXL. There's too many MCXL. Sorry. I know. I'm like, it's, it's before lunch. I don't know I'm why not I'm saying <laughs> those. I'm just, why. I'm just listening to you two saying, well, not in my head. Yeah. We'll figure it out. If yeah, we'll one figure it out eventually. But, uh, it, it's be- basically um, the having a meal has been improved my life for the better yep seriously yep. it's made it so much better yeah. my hands are so much oh, better yeah. you know it's uh, what i do now is much less hard on my hands and oh and productivity wise too sure yeah it just is and, and you just put your brain and your skills into that part of it and, that, true. and the artistry in and true. it just helps you be faster and better so, so were yeah. you hand yeah. waxing yes and now you're doing everything digital how how yes. was that transition for you uh, it was Did a happy. It, it was a happy transition. Was it? It was a happy one. You know, I hear that so, from waxers. Yeah, they're reluctant yeah. to do it, and then once they do it, they're like, oh, "Yeah, yeah, it's amazing." So, yeah, it, now one thing I can honestly say, 
I did like a certain amount of waxing gold crowns because it was almost like a stress release. Oh, I know. Yeah. And I don't know how to explain that. It's just that. very soothing it to really wax. It really is. Yep. It really I, is. I understand. So I kind of miss that a little bit. Uh, I, I, I don't cry over it ever. But, <laughs> but you, know, you do miss it. I do yep. occasionally miss that. Yeah. But I, I don't miss, miss metal finishing. Um, mm. Before you do gold crowns, I used to take a little bit of Tide, just a little squirt, rub it in my hands like hand lotion till it was dry, and then you start polishing. Because with the soap underneath all the polishy compounds, it washes off easier. Oh, and there's I've a little never heard that. tip so of the day. Cool. You know, nice. and if if you like keeping your fingernails some degree of white, yeah, yeah you know. mine are pretty <laughs> trashed. It I helps. Don't. It helps with that. <laughs> yeah, your hands are much prettier than so, mine. <laughs> but anyway, are you still doing PFMs? Um, you know, I, I I have one in my office right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm making the decision. I meant to look before I left to see if I had enough metal to cast it. Yeah. Or I'm going to yep, scan it, it and send it. Because yep. that's usually what we do. Yeah, send an Argon. Yeah, or yeah. Strategy Milling strategy. Argon. Strategy, yep, they're mm-hmm. good. Because yep. they do gold crowns. And so mm-hmm. I haven't waxed a gold crown in a while. No. So, yeah. but you know how it is when you hand wax something, it's exactly how you wanted it. Mm-hmm. And when you get back something that's digitally designed... You know, it was two feet across, or maybe not oh, two yeah. feet. I'm exaggerating yeah, yeah. there. Oh, you yeah. know. Monitor. Yeah. It's not what you would have done. Exactly. you got to tweak it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so. Yeah. Got to take the good with the bad. Yeah, you do. You do. Yep. But, I don't know. Well, thanks for sitting down yeah, with us. Appreciate we appreciate it. your time. I enjoyed meeting you. Yeah. yeah. I love your hair. It's oh, beautiful. Thank you. You guys thank come you. back anytime. Take a couple buttons. And right. um, we'll let right. you know when we go live. And well, thank you. enjoy Dallas. Oh, I love it so far. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you. All right. So Voices from the Bench live from Texas. We're here with Scott Ruley from Seabright Agency, Inc. Welcome. Hi. Thank you. How are you doing so far? Good meeting? It's a a great meeting. We love coming down here. So what exactly do you guys do? Because, you know, most of these vendors are wanting to sell a product. Sure. Well, we sell... We sell uh, uh, not necessarily a product, but we we sell a promise to pay, which is transferring of risk. Uh, Seabright Agency has a National Dental Laboratory Insurance Program. We've done this since 1986. Wow. So we insure about 1,400 dental laboratories across the United States. We're licensed in all 50 states, um, and we work with the... The industry since 1986 to develop a dental laboratory professional liability endorsement, which okay. I would say 50% or more of the dental laboratories out there do not have a professional liability endorsement at this time. What is professional liability? Professional liability is covering the dental laboratory for failure to render services correctly hmm. or failure to render services at all. Um, it's basically now that dentists aren't going to school as long as they mm-hmm. used to, we're finding that uh, the dental laboratories are consulting more on products, materials, how to do things. Mm-hmm. Now with chair-side services, we're, it's even more yeah, important. Yeah, we're like assisting you know, yes. in the office, because operatory. Because if they're going to go into an operatory room as a dental laboratory, mm-hmm. Our policies with the dental laboratory professional liability follow them in there. So as long as they follow the laws that are set out by the state for a technician, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. our policy has coverage. 
So if they're um, working on angles and, and guides, and as long as they're not violating the law, that our professional liability follows them so that if there is a lawsuit, the lawyers find out who was all in that room. Everybody gets named in the lawsuit, including the dentist, the dental laboratory, and our policy defends them. So how different are those laws state by state? Are they completely different? Or are they pretty similar? Well, pretty similar in that they shouldn't be working inside the mouth. Yeah. But okay. for Makes everybody, sense. check with your own state yeah. um, in your own associations on what you can or can't do. How would one find out that information? Is there like a website or do you have to contact your regional association? Not every state has an association. Correct. So uh, obviously Bennett, yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Bennett is going to be a a great resource. Yep. Um, And it's usually that, you know, you're not working orally, that you're working on guiding or talking about it or consulting. But your hands aren't in the mouth. Correct. (laughs) I mean... And I bet there's a lot of people that, you know, do assist that are that are right there. So if I was doing that, and I'm not, how do I find out about you? How do you get yourself out there? Is it mainly just meetings like this? Because when I came up and I saw what you do, it interests me because I had never heard of it. So, Well, word of mouth is, is yeah. probably our best um, uh, marketing. But mm-hmm. certainly uh, Seabright Agency can be found on at seabrightagency.com. Okay. Um, you can certainly call us at 800-366-6466. Uh, we get tons of referrals from current customers. Um, it's, so is it's it mainly gift. dental laboratories and not dentists, correct? Or correct. is it both? We do. Well, we have, we will write dentist offices. Mm-hmm. We can write their uh, male practice. We specialize in dental laboratories. Okay. And you said 1,500, which is quite a lot. I would like I mean, 1,500. A, I think we're at 1,400. Good for you the guys. The problem is right now is that we're seeing that dental laboratories have been shrinking. Yep. yep. Um, we're seeing that the bell curve for our, denta, our dental laboratories, they're starting to retire. Mm-hmm. Our mm-hmm. super labs are starting to buy our, you know, sure. our good performing labs. Yep. So we're seeing a shrinkage, you know, from different areas, attrition, super labs buying them, and just plain retiring. Yeah. So where does the insurance protection come in? So if a patient, like, sues his doctor and the doctor brings the lab into that lawsuit? Well, usually it's not going to be the dentist who brings the the dental laboratory. Usually it's it's going to be be the the crafty lawyer. (laughs) What you're going to find out is the dental uh, laboratory is always going to say, here's the prescription that I fulfilled, that Mm -hmm. I filled. Um, and such, but as we're seeing the blurring of lines with chairside services, I would say that any laboratory out there that's sending uh, a technician to a dentist office, uh, operatory room, um, needs to have the dental laboratory professional liability. The ironically, if I quote my policy apples to apples against State Farm or any other insurance company, I'm going to be the same price. Um, sometimes a little bit lower, sometimes a little bit higher, Mm -hmm. except they're going to have $2 million per occurrence, $4 million total of dental laboratory professional Mm -hmm. liability. Mm -hmm. So it's almost at no cost. Yeah. So why wouldn't you do it? Why wouldn't you do it? Exactly. And I don't think that we actually, I never realized, and I have um, technicians going into the doctor's office, that you would need insurance or even in my mind would, would think that I would have to put those two together. But now that I've met you, you know, I'm going to go back to my laboratory and make sure I either have it or I'm going to get it because, you know, we do go into the mouth quite a lot and assist in um, all on fours we and hybrids too. and, Correct. you know, all of those cases. So, wow, do you I'm need glad to have policy, you on the podcast. Do you need a policy for the lab or for each 
technician that goes out. So the way I write it, it's based on we write a business owner's policy for the laboratory. It covers their contents, their inventory, mm-hmm. their equipment, mm-hmm. uh, milling machines. It includes business interruption. Um, we can include the building or not include the building depending upon how they want it. Um, and their gross receipts because that's what part of your policy is based on is if you have business interruption, it's based on how much actual production you have. Mm-hmm. Um, and then our policies covers everybody who works underneath the gross receipts of the corporation or the entity. So you only need one policy. I see. When you do dentists, dentists usually have a personal malpractice policy. Um, so that's where it gets kind of different. They have a claims-made policy. Sure, yeah. Our policy is, is an occurrence base. You don't have to buy a tail coverage, which is another extended reporting period. Um, it's very economical, mm-hmm. and it's included. And to not have it, most of the, most people don't have it because they've never been sued. It's only when somebody hears about it that one of their um, friends or, you know, that's a, a, a dental laboratory got sued or yes. got included in a lawsuit mm-hmm. that they think about it. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Or if they meet me and they'll actually listen because most times they walk by and they'll say, I would say, you know, can I look, talk to you about your insurance? Oh, I'm fine. Yeah. I'm like, well, yeah. how would you like to be great? Yeah. yeah. You know, well, you mentioned insurance for mills. Milling machines? So you, we, you sell insurance, so if a mill goes down... Insurance picks up. Okay, so <laughs> okay, so if a mill goes down and it's a maintenance issue, it's not covered. Yeah. If a milling machine goes down because there was an electrical surge, and then it's a covered loss, then you have the cost to repair it mm-hmm. or replace it at today's prices, and then you also have another component which is business interruption. Yeah, I heard so you mention that. So one of the things we've seen. Um, is we've seen more fires at laboratories lately. We've had really? two or three in, in the last year. Wow. Um, so all of a sudden you'll have... I guess I could see that. Yep, you'll never, pay... Not you'll, my own, but I could see yeah, that happening. You'll pay out 150000 in contents, but you'll also be paying the business interruption or the loss of income until they get up and running at 100%. Mm-hmm. It doesn't awesome. sound like it's a big deal. It is um, a big deal, though, some of the guys down. When that you're down, it, you're down. <laughs> yeah. Some of the people that have their um, laboratories in their homes in the basement, yeah. um, they have homeowner's insurance, which doesn't cover their commercial part of it. Mm-hmm. They'll have our policy. They lose their entire home. They're, they have nowhere to live. Mm-hmm. Their business went up in flames as All well. One, yeah. You know, we've covered the contents. And then again, the um, business interruption until they get up and running. Will your company also make the crowns that didn't get made? <laughs> no. Yeah. Lord gonna, wishes. Uh, keep up that work. I, I can do the insurance part of it, um, but trying to find the technicians in this day and age is getting tougher and sure. tougher. Sure. So, being in the business since 1986, have you seen an upper curve of lawsuits against dental labs slash technicians? Uh, it's a, 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 a hard question, but it's, is it happening? It's a very fair question. So, where we've seen that, we have seen an uptick in the um, in the professional liability claims, mm-hmm. obviously with going to operatory rooms, yeah, we've seen it now. And and even if it's just the defense, mm-hmm. because the dental laboratory did everything right, filled the prescription, the lawyers find out who's in that room. They name everybody, and if you get named in a lawsuit, you have to defend yourself. Our policy includes that coverage as well. Wow. Where we're seeing most of our claims right now, unfortunately, and the rest of the insurance industry is in driving 
so our commercial autos, our drivers out there delivering and collecting cases. Yeah. We're seeing accidents out there. That's it's a we're probably at a hundred and twenty percent loss ratio in the industry. And as soon as that happens with an insurance company, they're gonna raise rates or they're gonna start changing laws. Um, we're gonna see at some point in time where they're not going to they'll have two rates. One rate if you put your phone into some system that turns it off. Mm-hmm. And if you want to be the one that can text and talk, there's going to be a separate rate. Wow. Something. They're going to They're going to change it, wow. and they have the lobbyists. How do you communicate with your drivers? Cells. Cell phones? They've got a, um, a headset. headset. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And it's not always our drivers as well as you know, when you're out there. When you're in your, your lab, you can control a lot of things. As soon as you go out there with all the other drivers... Or boneheads. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, you're not in control. So even if it's not your driver's fault, but your driver gets hit, the person who was texting or, or distracted driving has low limits. They hit your driver. It goes on your work comp. So even if you did nothing wrong, you're still getting hit and you're feeling the effects of it. And then later on in your loss ratio, then you'll be feeling the increase in premiums if you did nothing wrong. Have you ever done an article? In uh, NADL, JDT, you know, I've all done the f- other magazines. Yep, I've done a few articles here and there. I sort of kind of feel like we need to get this out there. It kind of makes me a little nervous. <laughs> <laughs> interesting, interesting. In a good way. Like, we need you. We need more of that. So we need to let, we need to let people know that they need to be insured for the things that we're doing right now. And I'm not sure that uh, as many people should know, no. Interestingly mm-hmm. enough, um, there's a lot of people who walk past me at the shows. And they keep walking past me, and, and they smile, and I smile and say hi. And it might be not the, the most fancy um, new milling machine, yeah. um, everything, you know, bells and whistles, but it might be actually the most important Heck booth, yeah. you know, that, that. that's at the show. Well, we insure our cars, we insure our houses, and now it sounds we like we need to insure our businesses our lives, and technicians yeah. from liability. So thank you for coming on. Thank I you learned a lot. I'm going to take your car, uh, card and... Um, Find out when I go back to the laboratory on Monday where uh, where we sit. So there you go. Yeah, I might would, be getting a hold of you. I would welcome um, anybody calling or emailing us. We'd love to give you a quote. My motto is kind of this: um, just let me get the information. It's not painful. Give me five minutes of your time. I'm going to quote you with three of the companies that have the professional liability included in the policy. I'll email it to you. I'll talk to you about it. If you say Scott. I like the price. I like the um, the coverages. I want to go ahead and activate it. We can get it activated. If you tell me that you'd like me to go fly a kite, I go fly a kite, and I don't bug you. <laughs> well, that's what good to of, know. What sort of information do you need from a lab in order to write these kind of things? The kind of things we're going to be looking at is, first of all, the name of the business, the incorporated, yeah, yeah. not incorporated. Then it's going to come down to the building. Even if you don't own the building, uh, it's cheaper to insure a lab that's in uh, – a masonry non-combustible building versus a straw hut. So they're yeah, going to ask me okay. some questions about yeah. that, if it's sprinklered, non-sprinklered. Then we're going to talk about the approximate square footage of the of your leased um, um, space. Mm-hmm. If it's the actual building, then we talk about the reconstructive cost. I figure that out with our um, analytics. And then I, I ask real tough questions like, if you had a fire inside your lab and you had to replace everything, what would it take you to replace it at today's prices? Mm. And everyone goes, oh, I haven't thought about that. I've been buying milling machines and I bought a 3D printer. 
I haven't actually raised my limits in five years. I probably should look at that. So yeah, yeah. then we got to kind of do a little soul searching, talk mm. about what it really should be at. Then wow. um, we'll look at, talk about gross receipts. Then we're going to talk about things like employment practices, liability, because all these people that are horrible workers that told you they're going to do all these sunshine things for you. Once they actually started working for you and then they wanted to take every Friday off, yeah. they come in late, you pay them, they forget to show up. Then when you had to let them go, then all of a sudden now they've said that you're racist or that you're oh God, whatever yeah. they want to say, that you yeah. discriminated against them and they want to sue you. So we're going to talk about employment practices, but we're going to include that in there about how many employees you have, what, what it is. And so it's kind of a la carte too. We're going to talk about cyber liability a little bit to see what how you're taking payments, what you have online, um, what type of exposure you have. And I just wanted to throw those two coverages in because they're really important and we don't talk about those enough. Um, so we'll talk about that. And then your gross receipts, I think I mentioned already. And then I'll work up quotes with three different companies. I'll tell you what they all are and then see how it compares Sounds to your like you current plan. So do the quotes differ from size of lab or is it all pretty much just what you're insured <laughs> under? Well, it's actually it's an econometric regression, and you put all the information in there. And so some companies will be regional. Okay. Some companies want you know uh, this masonry non-combustible, um, and if they really don't want to have a stick-built house or a lab, like a not a home, but built like a home. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's all okay. those things go into it. So it can, and that's why we tried the different companies because there's such a wide range. I can have. A twelve hundred dollar policy from one. I can have the next one being you know fourteen or fifteen hundred, and the next one be thirty six hundred. Yeah, which to me yeah. is a go away quote. Yeah, okay, makes sense. And oh, then we also yeah. do. So it does do a little bit of average how big you are, or what you yes. are, or what you look like, and okay, cool. That's how it should be. And then we also talk later on. You know, if you like that part of the policy, commercial, auto. Mm-hmm. Um, we also talk about workers' compensation, umbrellas. Um, some so things like that. Okay. Well, good. One-stop shop, sounds like. Nice. We can be. Yeah. Or we can do one part of the policy, or we can do everything. Sweet. What's the uh, What's the company name again? Seabright, Seabright Agency. And that's SeabrightAgency.com? Right. And there's no A in Seabright, so it's, it's S-E-B-R-I-T-E, and then agency, A-G-E-N-C-Y.com. Awesome. Well, thank you. Yeah, I appreciate, appreciate you it. Coming. Thanks Bye. for having me. Yeah, I learned a lot. You. As I always do on the podcast. (laughs) A big thanks to Sarah Mathis, Donna Smith, and Scott Rooley. Remember, if you want to learn more about any of these wonderful guests, check out this episode's show notes or head over to VoicesFromTheBench.com. We want to thank everybody who sat down with us in Texas and recorded. We enjoyed every minute of it. If you didn't get a chance to sit down with us, we'll be back next year. Remember us, come by, and another huge thanks to the board of the DLAT for inviting us and their continued support to our podcast. This whole month has been CDT and Dental Laboratory Technician Appreciation Month. Even though we celebrate you all every week, all year long, we ask for others to send in their thanks for that special technician in their lives. Here are a few. Hey, this is Lauren from Summit Dental Lab in Waco, Texas. I want to send a shout out to some of my past mentors, Pat Yoakum, Paul Westbrook, and Hal Jones. They were all very instrumental in my dental laboratory career, and I couldn't be more grateful.
I'd also like to send a shout out to all of the employees, dental technicians, and certified dental technicians at Summit Dental Lab. Each and every single day, working with each one of you guys makes me a better person and a better technician, and I love coming to work. Thank you so much. To Elvis and Barb, thank y'all both very much for putting on such a great podcast. Keep doing what you're doing. Love you guys. Bye. I want to give a shout out to all the CDTs at Whitmix, Jim Robinson, Bernie Jarslow, Evan Kemper, Will Devine, and Bryce Hiller. These guys strive to provide a high quality product and a high level of technical expertise and customer service to the dental community. Thank you for all that you do. From your fellow team members at Whitmix. Hi, this is Gary Yako with the Apex Dental Laboratory Group. I would like to thank all of the Apex Dental Laboratory Group CDTs for doing an excellent job. Sarah, Kelly, Jenny, Jed, David, Jen, Kim, Marie, Jason, Yorini, Todd, Charles, Mike, Paul, Glenn, David, Derek, Laurel, Jeremy, Donna, Michael, Mickey, Dominica, Sung Wan, Chang, Lauren, and Suji. Thank you all very much for your dedication to our profession. Hi, my name is Trish Jones, and I work with Iva Clarvivident as a technical account manager. I serve as dental labs in Arkansas, Mississippi, Louisiana, and South Texas. I love what I do. I love being able to go into dental labs and helping them make their customers look amazing. As a hygienist at one time, I switched over to working for a dental lab in 2000, and I haven't looked back since. Since then, I have grown so much admiration for dental technicians and for what they do. It's not an easy task. It's definitely challenging, but the rewards are big. So kudos to all the dental technicians out there. I applaud you. You are amazing. Keep up the good work, and you are just awesome. Thank you to everybody who participated this month. We've got a lot of warm and fuzzies from everybody's messages. It's much appreciated. Personally, I hope that everybody that has been working with me my whole life in all of these years knows that I appreciate them. If you don't by now, hopefully you will, but I'm hoping you do. So join us next week as we start to highlight all the interviews we got in my hometown state of Florida at the FDLA Symposium. All right, everybody. Have a good one. We'll talk to you next week. Talk to you in July, guys. Have a great one. Bye. Bye. Dun-da-da-da.